Welcome back, bro beans and dudettes. I'm Daniel Talbot. You're here at Your Balance, where we discuss practical approaches to psychology, philosophy, and health science. Today, we're going to talk about that feeling we get when we don't feel like we're enough. It's the first thing I remember after my divorce set in was that I'd failed, and that manifested in a way of that I wasn't enough, I wasn't good enough. The idea and the feeling of not being good enough for me firstly came up in my life when I was a Christian. And as I was being introduced into that, Christianity made me realize that I am fucked and only God can unfuck me. The dependence on my religious views did give me a lot of hope, but I only needed to have that hope once realized that I was fucked. And only the religious views made me realize that. It made me realize that I wasn't good enough on my own. So this is a messy relationship that I'd established with my views. Also, I've always wanted to do great things, like many of us have. And when we realize that we haven't done those things, it leaves us feeling in a really similar way, that we aren't enough. Now, I'm not sure you can see the exhausting paradox that's been created here. How do you measure any of these statements? Enough or great? What's their end point? How do you know once you've got there? If I accomplished anything, I would question its worth, relating it to an undefined scale that would change based on my emotions. The scale relating to what is enough was based on how I felt. What is being great was an emotional determination. I had goals of enough or great, but didn't know what my life would look like if I had them. By looking at lives that might exemplify being enough or being great from the outside looking in, we can start to define these statements for ourselves. Frank Sinatra is someone I would hope that most of us know. He was massively famous, probably one of the most famous people in the world in the 1950s. His net worth being $200 million and remaining popular throughout his life, adored by his fans and enjoyed throughout many countries. Obviously, his songs are timeless. I hope you've heard many. Still, covers are being done more than 70 years later by new artists trying to respect his legacy. Frank, however, was not happy. He wasn't unhappy about the work he'd done. He'd been very successful. All the people in his life, as there were many around him. And thankfully, those people around him were able to explain how he acted during his life and up until his death in 1998. Miserably. He was a real diva by the sounds of it. He would yell and scream at people. He was all paranoid and always on edge. The fame and wealth made him at first feel that people were out to get him, to take what he had. And later, this turned into elitism, resulting in him never being content with what venues put out for his shows or by making ridiculous demands of them. So is fame or money a measure of being great? Is success an example of being enough? When we look at stories of people we think have all the things that would define being enough, we notice that being enough is not something that can be measured in this way. That when people have all that they want, they still don't have all that they need. So, the first take out of this discussion is, understand what you need and the limits to what you want. In 1968, the Dalai Lama was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. There's a reason I'm bringing this up. And I would think that if anybody that might have been having enough under control, it would be him. After the award was given to him, a ceremony was announced. A reporter walked over to him and asked, now that you've achieved this award, What's next? I'm sure the Dalai Lama hadn't even considered it. 
I'm also sure he never intended on being peaceful to attain an award at all. The point of bringing this up is to show that the advances of our world lure us into these ideas that there is more to gain, that what you've done is not enough. It's not just religion, but any environment we're exposed to determines our self-set expectations. Are you born great? What if greatness was to die young and suffer? Would you feel great? Perhaps Viktor Frankl, a psychologist and author, would argue, a man with a why can overcome anyhow. And so then, if you believe that your case is just, then that's all that matters. I bring this point up to show that being enough is subjective. Though for us in our socially influenced world, it often appears objective. Then the damage of the idea of being enough can be insidious to our personal lives. Instagram with people's fake lives is an obvious example of this. Therefore, I want to attack the subconscious reasoning that whispers its opinion of your worth in your ear. To do that, let's first accept that you will never be great or enough unless you choose you are. That's the next takeout. Decide you're enough. That's it. It's that simple. Or is it, right? As enough is an undefinable idea, then why not treat yourself with some worth? Say that you are enough. After all, it is subjective. It's normal when you consider starting doing this, though, that you feel like you're lying to yourself, that you're being fake, that you've got a long way to go before you truly are enough. Well, you were already lying to yourself when you said you weren't because you don't have a fucking clue how enough even looks or is. And I'll tell you why. Do you think you've got a long way to go? Go where? Even if you get to your own personal milestone, then you will set another, as we all do, The to-do list gets filled and refilled every day. There's always more that needs to be done. Then by definition of enough, you aren't enough, as that would be it. There'd be nothing left to do, enough. Now, this belief can go from something limiting to something empowering by realizing that you choose your worth. Perhaps you've used the pressure of not feeling enough to progress, that the discomfort motivates you to improve. As I mentioned, you'll never feel satisfied if you put your focus on being enough. However, I can appreciate this tactic. I do urge you to consider if this is the best way for you to progress. Positive emotions improve performance. There's been a shift to this type of approach with coaches in the MMA. When a fighter sits down between rounds, we see coaches telling them, you got this, remember the work you've done, and stay calm. If our professional fighters are accepting that they are enough in order to attain their glory, then maybe that's just what you need to win your battles too. Accepting you are enough doesn't mean kicking back and doing nothing. It means telling yourself that you can do it, that you have what it takes, that you can keep going, as any good coach would. Would you rather hear that coach of yours in your head say, you aren't able to do it, you don't have what's needed? You will give up. The language you use when you talk to yourself is like a coach whispering in your ear, the subconscious with its waiting potential power. Will that power be positive or negative? Your positive self-talk leads to better performance, and so you'll feel less and less like you're being overly optimistic as the results stack up in support of your new perspective. All a person really has is this instant, this moment. So choose to make your experience of this moment one where you feel enough and great, as these are just words with no measurable value in our world. 
So then associate the feelings behind those words with yourself and let your life be lifted up by the joy this brings. The takeouts from today's discussion are understand what you want and the limits to what you need. Decide you're enough. Thanks again.